You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus who bounces off a of one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, Nasa Choby. Welcome into another edition of Hawk Talk. The Seahawks getting ready to travel down to Dallas, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And man, Bump, uh, Thanksgiving didn't uh, treat the Seahawks too well. Not very thankful. I'm not very thankful for what happened (laughs) on Thanksgiving, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, man, uh, the Seahawks are unable to get things done on Thanksgiving, like we said. They got to turn around and play their third game in 12 days, which is pretty wild. That's a lot for their bodies in an NFL team, but it is what it is. That is what the schedule is. So let's waste no more time. Get into these Dallas Cowboys. What's on tap? What's on tap? Dallas Cowboys, eight and three, second in the NFC East. Wins over the Giants, Jets, Patriots, Rams, Chargers, Giants, Panthers, and Commanders. Three defeats to the Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we'll say it a couple times throughout the podcast today. One of the silver linings that I'm going to fall on is the Cowboys have not beat a team with a winning record. Nah, they ain't beat nobody. So I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> we got to hold on to something because the numbers, boy, are something else. And we'll definitely jump into all of that. But let's just go back to Thanksgiving for the Cowboys. They took on the Commanders. That game was not how you would envision it to go or exactly how you envision it to go for the Cowboys. Cowboys rolled the Commanders by a score of 45-10. to 10. It was competitive in the first half, but right before halftime, Tony Pollard extended the Cowboys' lead to 20-10 to 10 after a 7-yard touchdown, capping a 5-play 75-yard drive. It was also the Cowboys' second half. It was, excuse me, it was all Cowboys in the second half as they scored 25 unanswered in route to a blowout victory. Deron Bland set an NFL record with his fifth interception return for a touchdown this season, which is nuts. We'll jump into that a little bit later. And the Cowboys extend their longest home winning streak in 42 years to 13 games. Dak Prescott did his thing 22 of 32, 331 yards, four touchdowns. That was his fifth consecutive game with at least two touchdown passes. Ten different receivers had receptions. Tony Pollard did his thing, 79 yards and a touchdown. And for Washington, Sam Howell passed for 300 yards but had zero touchdown and interception. That game was rough on the commanders. The Cowboys doing what they do is beat down on teams that aren't very good. That's not to say they aren't a good football team, but... Yeah, man, the commanders are just overmatched. Yeah, man, um, you know, Sam Howell is still putting together a good season, but um, you can tell they're a few moves away, right? The Cowboys have got their, their, their quarterback. They got the running back defense. They're put together, ready to go. The commanders are trying to figure some things out, so not surprised. Maybe surprised with uh, how many points that they gave up, but uh, not surprised that the Cowboys got the win. All right, man, let's look at these teams head-to-head. Record-wise, you know, the Hawks are 6-5. and five. The Dallas Cowboys are 8-3. and three. When it comes to the offense, the Cowboys are rolling. They're fifth in the league, averaging 377 yards. The Hawks are 21st in the league, averaging 317. Running the football, the, uh, the Hawks are 26th. The Cowboys are 13th. Pass offense, the Cowboys are 5th. The Hawks are 17th. And points per game, nobody does it better in the league than the Cowboys. are averaging 31.5 points per game in the Hawks. 19th averaging 20.8. Let's flip over to the defense. Still, 
Cowboys got some numbers, man. Third in the league when it comes to defense, allowing 273, 76 yards per game. The Hawks are 23rd, allowing 348 when it comes to run defense. The Cowboys are 13th. The Hawks are 21st. Pass defense, the Hawks are second. Excuse me, the Cowboys are second. Give it up 167 per game. And the Hawks, 22nd, give it up 230. And then points allowed. The Cowboys are fourth. And the Seahawks are 22nd. Not very encouraging when you look at these numbers, but, um, you know, I spoke to Todd Archer. He's the uh, ESPN uh, reporter for the Cowboys, and he says, despite the numbers, there's respect over there on the Cowboys' side. They're looking at the Seahawks and saying they still got DK, Lockett, and all these other names on offense and defense. So I'm going to hold on to that as well, man. The numbers don't favor the Seahawks, but uh, the respect is still there. No, they don't. (laughs) You're not – I mean, you talk about a team that's fifth in total offense, third in defense, so they're doing on both sides of the ball – they get after the quarterback. They protect the quarterback. So it's going to be the Seahawks are definitely going to have their work cut out for them. This is a good football team. But once again, the theme of this podcast, they have not beat a team with a winning record. So I'm going to hold on to that. All V12 should do the exact same thing. These teams don't play a ton, but they have played in the recent couple of years. Let's know the history. Know your history. Cowboys lead the all-time series 11-10. to They are 9-10 and in the regular season. Postseason matchups are tied at 1-1. One of those wins we know is Big Play Babs. Always got to shout him out when we play the Cowboys because we won't forget that. The Seahawks dropped their last playoff matchup in 2018 season in Dallas. But the good news, the Seahawks have won four of their last five, including the last two regular season games in Dallas. Last meeting was back during the COVID season, which feels like like 10 years ago now. That was a while ago. But the Seahawks took down the Cowboys 38-31 to at Lumen Field in 2020. Game featured tons of offense, combining for 934 yards. Seahawks had a bigger lead. They're up 30-15 to 15 in the third quarter. Cowboys would score the next 17 to take the lead. But Russell Wilson would find his late-game magic as the Seahawks would go on an eight-play, 75-yard drive, ending with a 29-yard score to DK Metcalf. Hollister would catch the two-point conversion, and the Seahawks would take the lead with 147 left on the clock. Dallas would make things interesting on the game's final drive, getting to the Seahawks' 26-yard line, but Dak Prescott was intercepted by our guy, Ryan Neal. Big ups to Ryan Neal, one of my favorites ever. Hopefully he's still doing his thing down there in Tampa. Russell finished the day 27-40, of 40, 315 yards, five touchdowns, no Dang. picks. Yeah, that was that was prime. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Of Russell cooking days for those out there keeping score on that. Yeah, that was – things were a little different in the offense. And another crazy thing, while we're knowing we're talking about history, there's a lot of history between these two teams. Brian Schottenheimer, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator in Dallas. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator yep. in Dallas. Both spent a lot of time here in Seattle. So, yeah, man, I'm hoping uh, Gino can Solari over there too, Andy. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, damn. Yeah, you're right. This is there's a lot going on there. So I'm hoping Gino can channel some of that Russell Wilson magic from 2020. See if the Seahawks can get this done. But let's check back in. With the rest of the NFC West, what's the word? Where my soldiers at? West side! Where my soldiers at? West side! And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? Man, Hawks had a chance to, uh, you know, tie things up with the 49ers on Thanksgiving, but that didn't happen. Here's where the standings are currently. San Francisco 49ers 8-3. The Seahawks are 6-5. The Rams are 5-6. And, and the Cardinals are 2 
and 10. Last week, we saw the Rams take on the Cardinals, and Matthew Stafford had a season high, four touchdowns, and the Rams got to work on the Cardinals, beating them 37 to 14. The Rams now have won nine straight games against Arizona going back to 2014. The Cardinals have lost eight of their last nine games. The Rams took a 21 8 lead at halftime, and then Arizona, uh, they cut into the margin. 10 points. Matt Prater had a 56-yard field goal just before the break, uh, but it was negated by a holding call. That sucks. The Rams <laughs> will score the next 17, going up 37-8 to before a garbage-time touchdown by the Cardinals. Kyron Williams returned to the lineup with a huge game, man. He had 204 total yards, 143 rushing, 61 receiving, and two receiving touchdown. Stafford finished the game. He was super efficient, 25-33, 229, four touchdowns, and only one interception. Tyler Higby, I set him on my fantasy team this week. Mm. Wrong week to do that because he had two receiving touchdowns as well. Kyler Murray, we was 27 to 45, 256, and two touchdowns. And Buda Baker did his thing. He led all defensive players with nine tackles. Um, in the rest of week 12, the 49ers will play the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, and the Rams will host the Browns in Arizona, look to stop the bleeding as they travel to Pittsburgh. Yeah, man, I'm hoping, just looking ahead, I'm hoping the Niners and the Eagles play the most physical game Beat them up. that goes into overtime to the end of you know the end of overtime as long as you can go physical game uh, you know I want everyone to come out you know for the most part healthy but if a couple guys are a little banged up and they don't want to play the next couple weeks I'm mad at nobody for taking some extra time off mm. but let's flip the script back to these Dallas Cowboys 8 and 3 as we go man up hey, who man is this Man up on Hawk Talk. We're going to start with the quarterback position like we always do. Dak Prescott taking on the Seahawks defense. And the Seahawks are facing a quarterback who's playing not only some really good football, but probably some of the best in the National Football League and the best in his career to this point. Dak's among the league leaders in almost every single category for quarterbacks. He's sixth in yards, second in completion percentage right at 70, seventh in yards per game, second in touchdowns, second in QBR, second in QB rating. And the Cowboys have been rolling, man. Three weeks, they've outscored, last three weeks, outscored opponents 127 to 37. And that's a large part because of Dak Prescott. In those games, Prescott is 73 of 105, 200, or 924 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one interception. Against the Commanders, Prescott threw for 331 yards, four touchdowns. That was his 10th game in his career with four touchdowns, which tied Tony Romo for the most in franchise history. Prescott has really only had one bad game this season. That's when they got destroyed by the 49ers in week five. That day he went 14 of 24, 153 yards, one touchdown, three INTs. On the year, 259 of 370, 2,935 yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions, and has two rushing touchdowns. One quick note that I found on these Dallas Cowboys is that Dak Prescott, when he turns the ball over in his career, throws just one interception bump, the Cowboys are 15 and 15. Ooh-wee. When he throws more than one interception, they are 6 and 13. When he throws no interceptions, they're 47 and 12. So if okay. you can turn them over, some good things can happen. Like I said, they got the fifth best offense in the league, averaging 377 yards per game, and they have the number one scoring offense. The Seahawks have their work cut out for them as they are 23rd in total defense and 22nd against the pass. So Dak's playing some really good football right now, and he's the guy that you want to turn the ball over, as the numbers would suggest, that 
will bode well for you, but Dak is doing his thing right now and he's going to be tough to contend with. Yeah, um, Dak is one of the more confusing players in the league, man, because you see the talent. They paid him for a reason, and he'll put these stretches of football together that look great, and then mm-hmm. he'll put together two or three quarters where you're like, what's going on? So give me those what's going on quarters, <laughs> please, on Thursday. All right, let's talk about our quarterback, Geno Smith. He's going to go up against this Cowboys defense. and He had a tough game against that Fortnite's defense. He was under pressure all game long. He was hit 12 times and sacked a season-high six times. He finished the day 18-27 for a buck 80, zero touchdowns and one interception, ending his two-game turnoverless streak. The Seahawks' first five, first five possessions versus San Fran, they gained 18, excuse me, 15 yards. You know people don't like, I said San Fran on my show. And someone texted in and say, don't call it San Fran. And I go, are you from San Francisco? They go, no. So I go, all right, San Fran then. I don't know what it is. Have you heard that? Don't no, call it San Fran. I, everyone calls it San Fran, I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're not even from the Bay, man. Shut up. You're not even from the Bay. Mm-hmm. And texted my show. All right, back, back to business. <laughs> Third downs <laughs> were a problem for the Seahawks. They were 3 for 11 Man. All right, so now Geno stats through 11 games. We're always comparing them to last year. First time Pro Bowler. Let's see where he's at. Last year, he was completing 72% of his passes. This year, 65%. It's through 11 games. Last year, he was at 2,802 yards. This year, 2,584 yards. Last year, 19 touchdowns. This year, 12. Last year, five interceptions. This year, eight. Last year, 27 sacks. This year, 27 sacks. So right on par. That last game hurt when it came to sacks. Um, so far, when he, uh, you compare him against other quarterbacks in the league, he's 18th in completion percentage. He's 15th in yards. Uh, 17th in yards per game, 19th in QB rating, and 20th in QBR. 2,512 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. Now, the gauntlet continues against this Cowboys defense. At the end of the day, on Thursday night, the Seahawks will have faced four of the top five defenses in the NFL. That's the Browns, the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Niners. I already told you about them them Cowboys, man. Number three overall, second against the pass, 13th against the run, fourth in points allowed, and fourth in sacks. So um, it's going to be tough. Either way you slice it, it's going to be tough. You're in Dallas. It's prime time. They got a good defense. Geno got to be on point. Yeah, man, I don't. It's just hard, man. When you said that four of the top five defenses in the NFL, as hard as people are being on Geno and this offense, well, when you're playing the best defense in the league week after week after week, it's going to be pretty hard. And you look at some, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Dallas. They're a really good football team. But if you look at some of the teams that they've played and absolutely destroyed, you're going to fluff your numbers when you beat up on the Giants twice, right? When you Mm -hmm. beat up on the Jets, when you beat up on the Patriots. Those teams aren't just bad. They're awful. You know what I'm saying? When you beat up on the Rams are obviously improving better with Stafford out there, but Stafford got hurt that game. When you beat up on Carolina, who's won one game, just fired their head coach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Beat up on the commander. So, again, I'm not taking anything away from them. They're doing what they're supposed to do against who they're playing. But you can really inflate some of those numbers on offense. So we'll see what happens. I think the caliber of team that the Seahawks have been playing have impacted the Seahawks numbers. So I think Geno will bounce back. There's He's got a full week this week, which I'm I'm happy for. So hopefully he bounces back there. Now looking at my favorite matchup really to watch this whole game is going to be DK Tyler JSN taking on Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore. Now this is a tough matchup for the Hawks. These two guys on the Cowboys side are playing some really good football. And you didn't think you'd get here because at the beginning of the year, the Cowboys lost two-time Pro Bowler Trayvon Diggs. He tore his ACL in practice after just two games. He looked pretty good in those two games. We remember he was an All-Pro in 2021 after a league-high 11 picks. So Diggs goes down, they turn their attention to Deron Bland, they move him from nickel to outside. Now he's a fifth-round pick out of Sac State, he's 24, he hauled in five interceptions as a rookie, and then despite, like I said, switching positions, 
he's played even better. Probably the best corner in the league right now. How can mm-hmm. I say not? 19.3 pass rating allowed against him is the lowest in the NFL among players with 25 or more pass attempts thrown their way. On Thanksgiving Day, he put himself in the NFL history books, recording his fifth pick six on Thanksgiving Day, breaking the record for most in NFL history as the Cowboys blew out the Commanders. Bland's only second season has the same number of pick sixes that Pro Hall Famers Train Lane, Ronnie Lott, Ken Riley had their entire careers. 12 interceptions lead the NFL since his debut in 2020. His seven interceptions are career high this year and also lead the league. This year, 48 tackles, seven picks, five touchdowns, 13 passes defended. Here's the context, though, that's really important. Richard Sherman is going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Daryl Revis is already in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Both them guys only had three pick only sixes. Only three. That's crazy. He, it just blows my mind. And the crazy thing about football bump is he might not have one for the rest of his career. Right. That's just football. But he, he might show up next year and be on the bubble. You know what I mean? Like, that's how crazy this game is. So, um, Deron, man, much respect. I appreciate what he's doing over there. It's been fun to watch. I just don't want to see it on Thursday. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll say about the the defensive backs for the Cowboys before you jump into the receivers, uh, Stephon Gilmore, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. He's been on his third team the last three seasons, Carolina, Indy, Dallas, after a four-year run in New England. But he's 33-year-old. He's playing some ball bump. 12-year veterans having a nice season, showing he's still got plenty left in the tank. 40 tackles, two picks, 10 passes defended. And they're calling him essentially the Yoda, the guru out there for mm. these young defensive backs. And it's obviously rubbing off because they're playing some good football. Yeah, man. He, when he was a free agent, I was interested. I thought the Hawks yeah. might take a look at him. But uh, I like who we got, man. I like who we got. Um, should I talk about our receivers? I think so. All right, let's do it. We got DK, we got Lockett, we got JSM. Man, these guys, um, they're still looking for their first 100-yard game um, since DK did it week three versus Carolina. At DK's current pace, he should break the 1,000-yard mark with 1,080. He's averaging 67 yards per game. At Tyler Lockett's current pace, he'll be short of 1,000 yards. So, you know, he's got some things to do. He's on track to get about 887 yards. He's averaging 52 yards per game. That's the lowest average since 2017. I also think that's because there's more weapons, right? You got JSN, get the tight ends involved. So that that, that affects there. Um, Tyler also has had four straight 1,000-yard seasons. So I hope he gets that right, man. We need a couple big games out of Lockett. Why not? Start on Thursday. On the year, DK has 43 receptions, 678, and three touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 54 receptions, 575, and four touchdowns. And JSN has 38 receptions, 406 yards, and two touchdowns. All right, let's transition. Let's talk about C.D. Lamb, the marquee receiver over there versus the Seahawks secondary. City Lamb is statistically one of the best receivers in the NFL and on pace to finish with career highs in receiving yards and receptions. Lamb is in his fourth season after being a first-round pick in 2020 out of Oklahoma. He uh, has over 1,000 yards on the season for his third consecutive season. Man, that's a sneaky 1,000 yeah. for three, hours, three years in a row because when I think of CeeDee Lamb, I think of a route runner, I think of a possession receiver. Uh, that number surprised me, honestly. Um, he has 1,066 receiving yards. That's third in the NFL. His fifth in receptions was 78. He has five 100 yards receiving games, including a career-high 191 versus Philly. On the year, 78 receptions, 1,066 yards, and six touchdowns. You got to look after that dude. What about Brandon Cooks? I like this dude. Yeah, man. He's another <laughs> guy that continue. You know, CD gets all the, the, I wouldn't say hype or the credit, but 
most eyes are on him. But Brandon Cooks is still doing his thing. This year he's got 33 receptions on 48 targets, 452 yards, four touchdowns. A couple other guys you got to look out for, their tight end, Jack Ferguson, 40 receptions, 421 yards, four touchdowns on 58 targets. And then Michael Gallup, can't sleep on him either. Right. 28 receptions, 357 yards, one touchdown. So they share the love, Mal. There's a reason Dak's putting up the numbers because he's got guys to throw to. Mm -hmm. I know for a while I was thinking, wow, they really messed up letting Amari Cooper go. But these boys still produce. Now, defensively for the Hawks, after allowing a 100-yard receiver in each of the first three games this season, the Hawks have only allowed one 100-yard receiver since week three. That was a running back. So they're doing well containing stuff on the outside. Devin Witherspoon, six passes defended in the last four games and has 14 on the season. That is fourth in the National Football League. As a team, the Seahawks have 54 passes defended, which is eighth in the NFL. Hawks are 22nd in the league against the pass. They're going to need to be active this week. I'm waiting for It's been a couple weeks since we've got a turnover from Spoon. Right. He plays active. He's a guy that I think can shut people down. You were talking to him on the huddle. He's instinctual. Why is he instinctual? Because he watches that film. film. Film, no lie, bump. So we, we need him to ha- play with that energy, and they need to have their best game. That includes Quandre, that includes Trey, that includes Reek Woolen, because they're going to be under pressure all game long. Lock him up. Come on, I put hands on him. So now this is one dude you really got to lock him in is Michael Parsons. He might be, he's like a top three, four defender in the league, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, he's lived up to the hype, man. He was selected 12th overall in the 2021 draft, and he's been doing his thing. His rookie season, he was first-team All-Pro and won AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. That year, he had 84 tackles, 13 sacks, 20 TFLs, 30 quarterback hits, man, and three passes defended, three forced fumbles. That's a crazy stat line. He followed that up with another All-Pro season in 2022, finishing eighth in MVP voting and second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. He had 65 tackles, 13 and a half sacks, 26 QB hits, 13 TFLs, three passes defended, and three forced fumbles. This season, he continues to do his thing. In 11 games, he's got 40 tackles, 11 and a half sacks, 23 QB hits, two passes defended, and one forced fumble. The Seahawks will face another elite pass rusher right after going up against Nick Bosa. This dude's going to get paid when it's time. He might, he, he's going to be the highest paid dude in the league when it's time for him to get paid. He keeps putting up these numbers, man. Uh, the Seahawks, they allowed six sacks last week against San Francisco, so it's like, all right, here you go. <laughs> you got yeah. another challenge. And, uh, and, Mike, and don't forget, man, Chase Young was mm-hmm. last last week, too. Uh, Armstead yep. was last week, too. So they just can't catch a break, man. So it's going to be a tough one, but we'll see how they do. We mentioned they've allowed 27 sacks in the NFL this year. That's 11th best in the league. And uh, hopefully – you might get Abe Lucas back to help you against that guy, Parsons, because you need all the help we can get. Yeah, man, that's a gauntlet right there. You just talk about, for the offensive line, you talked about everyone for San Francisco, then you talk about the Cowboys, everyone for San Francisco again, mm-hmm. and then you talk about the Eagles. Those are three elite defensive lines. And Michael Parsons, if Bosa didn't play out of his freaking mind last year, also he would have been yeah. defensive player of the year. Right. I mean, holy smokes. I, you know. I don't envy you, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas <laughs> and Jason Peters and Stone Force. I envy, I envy that that bank account though. I yeah. do envy that. Well, yes, I, <laughs> I, it looks different than mine the way mine's set up. But, but no, and this thing, if, if Abe comes back, I really hope he can because he'll really he brings an attitude and a toughness and a physicalness that this O line needs right now. So I'm hoping he's able to make it back. We'll see on Thursday, but. There's optimism in this room right now. Yeah. We're going to tell you how the Seahawks are going to get this done, path to victory. Come on. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk.
Game number two of this four-game gauntlet for the Seahawks. And for me, Bump, it's offense, man. The offense needs to break out of this slump. They haven't scored more than 30 points since week three, and they've only scored more than 25 points one time in the last eight weeks. Why is that? It's third downs. The Hawks are only converting 31% of third downs, which is 30th in the NFL. And we know that's not going to be good enough when you face teams like this. And the Seahawks have the guys that get it done, but it starts there. And obviously, you know, to be good on third down, it starts with first and second down. So the Seahawks really can't get behind the sticks early, can't have pre-snap penalties. They really need to get ahead early to make those third in shorts, third in manageable, to be able to stay on the field. All right, they need to run that rock too, man. The Hawks haven't had a 100-yard rusher since week Seven. I'm going to guarantee you. I'm going to go on a limb and say that was Ken Walker. Dance. It was. Okay, there we go. They also need uh, bigger games from DK, Tyler Lockett, and JSN. JSN did have a nice one-hand catch, but let's get, I'd rather have about six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown any day of the week. Um, on defense, the Seahawks are facing the league's number one scoring offense. All right? And the number four offense when it comes to yards per game. Needless to say, the strength of this team is the defense. The defense needs to show up like they've been doing for the most part and get some help from that offense. No question about it. This is They're going to have to play their best game of the year. Dallas has won 13 in a row, so we do what we can to jinx that at home. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to go down there and avoid a three-game losing streak. The Seahawks have lost two games in a row, but historically they do not lose back-to-back games often. I think Pete Carroll's 44-20 and 20 in his tenure. So they, it can be done. It can be done. The Seahawks just need to take it one series at a time. I'm speaking in existence. That streak will continue. The Cowboys will not beat a team over 500 because the Seahawks are going to shock the world in the most Seahawks fashion possible. Get a tough win on the road. Set them into their mini bye week. Have the weekend off. Get ready to get after those 49ers the following week. Reminder, you can hear us everywhere. Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sirius XM, and more. If you're listening on Apple, don't forget to rate us five stars. We appreciate the love. He's Michael Bumpus. I'm NASA Choby. The Seahawks taking on the Cowboys on Thursday. Pre-game show starts on your airwaves at 2 p.m. Hoping for a big one. Speaking of resistance, Seahawks can get it done. Hopefully we'll be talking to you next week about a Cowboys loss and a Seahawks victory. Until next time, I'm NASA Choby. He's Michael Bumpus. This has been Hawk Talk.